to the 36th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the PS to my five, Brandon Gross. I like it. It's the most recent one. We're fresh. We're new. We're hip. All the kids like it. That's what I'm saying. I think we're actually kind of, uh, we're pretty hot on the streets right now, Brandon. We're hot on the streets. Although you and I are really PS1, PS2 generation kids for the most part, right? Absolutely. Wait, what was the first video game system? I know you're not much of a gamer, famously. Oh, the original PlayStation. That was the first one you got? I was a PlayStation. I never did the Xbox. I was only into the PlayStation. And, uh... You know what I remember vividly? I remember the Bugs Life video game. Wow. So the classics, the classics. <laughs> Only the classics here. Um, you know what they say? It was Bugs Life to Halo. And that was That's the, the connection. Bridge. That's the connection. Yeah, I was a... Uh, we didn't have um, any video game consoles in the house until the PlayStation 2 came out. And my dad bought it. And it, I think under the guise that it was for himself. But then just let my brother and I play it all the time. But I do think that there was like the first few months we had to technically ask him if we were allowed to play the PlayStation every day. So... Because it was his. You know what I mean? Oh, that's funny. Was it like to to shield your mom? Was your mom anti-video game? Was I don't that the think thinking? that was it. No, I don't know. I don't think they were anti-video game. I think they were just like anti-children playing video games for too long kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like we were definitely limited in the amount of time that we could play and limited in, as to what games we were being exposed to. No Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto in the Clark household, Brandon. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you know what? I didn't. I never played the violent games, although I did pick up the Godfather video game. Okay, later on. cool. Did cool. you play that one? No, I never played the Godfather game. Loved it. Really? Amazing. Ten out of ten. Uh, ten out of ten. You're basically just. It was basically Grand Theft Auto, actually, just oh, uh, with Italian with Italian people. That makes sense. <laughs> with with, uh, with Italian people. Yeah, yeah. With that, Italian that, people. That, I um no, I played a lot of Tony Hawk. You played a ton of Tony Hawk growing up. Um, ton. And then I was a, uh, I was a, uh, I kept going down the gamer route. I know you haven't been a, uh, I know you've kind of strayed off the path. You're no longer identify as a gamer, right? Nah, dude, because I wasn't a virgin yeah. anymore. <laughs> hey, there we go. Yeah. Brandon was too busy. Uh, what, what were you doing in middle school and high school? Um, what was I doing? I, you know, what's funny. I, I like, uh, I was a, in high school, I was a part of like the student council and I was a part of Habitat oh, cool. for Humanity, but I really just did that as like a resume builder for college. Yeah. Smart but man. in reality, I was just like making fun of people and giving them <laughs> nicknames. Like, hey, that was really what I was doing That's most cool. of the time. Wait, you were giving out nicknames? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Why didn't I get a nickname? I don't have a nickname. Or well, I didn't mean? know you in high school. Well, yeah, that's true. And also were they like mean nicknames? Is it like little dick Nick or something? Dude. Did you really just say that? Yeah, I'm not what? even joking with you. My friend Nick did have... Okay, this is a little immature, people, so <laughs> so bear with me. But my friend Nick, uh, who's a very successful engineer right now, okay. he he did have a nickname We because uh, he was sort of he was a shorter guy and he sort of you know flew off the handle a little bit. He had a Napoleon thing, maybe oh, a bit. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, we yeah. did call him Two Inches, and it was, as you think... In reference to... Uh, to in reference you know, to you know. some genitalia, but, that, you, you know, know, not not true whatsoever. It was just, you know, something that mean kids in high school come up with. So, Little Dick Nick, yes, you're right. That That's was a so thing. Funny. Almost I exactly. I came up with that. I didn't have any, like, mean nicknames that I remembered or, like, any, like, rhyming name-based nicknames. I get called Clark a lot just because last name is a first name, so people... Or my full has, Sam Clark, I'm just referred to sometimes. It sounds good. Sam Clark. Yeah. yeah. It has a, like... It's a thing. It's got a thing, you know? It's got a thing. Um, no, because I was... I famously, Brandon, was in a bunch of bad bands in high school, so uh, no beating that, buddy. <laughs> I don't think we've ever spoken about that. Um, I don't think we spoke about my high school band, have we? We definitely spoke about my new, very cool rock and roll band, but... We, we spoke about your modern-day uh, rock and roll band, but what is N. Skywalker, though? Was that high school or was that after? That was college. That was, like... 21 24 
three probably we're really doing our own beatles documentary here because last week <laughs> know, we spoke yeah. about your band and now we're going into the origin <laughs> so now we're going backwards yes absolutely this is we're our really own get back documentary it's my, it's my be, first uh, band was uh was called already tried and we were just like a blink 182 cover band essentially uh played some green day songs played some blink 182 songs and a lot of like birthdays in middle school and then my my uh then i was in an, an electro acoustic band brandon you i can't What's believe you never about? saw this you never you saw, saw it. Was there's well, footage? there's like a famous music video that I that I I get that's used to mock me regularly from uh, my high school band. Really? No one has ever showed this to me. Okay, I'm hesitant to post it on my timeline, but I will send it to you privately. <laughs> Please send it to me privately. You know, people are afraid because if they knew I saw it, they knew I'd give you a nickname afterwards. Oh so that's my what god, they were afraid. That's a great point. I had not considered that. That's they a great were point. afraid of me. So. Um, but yes, I was in a high school band. We were like very very pop. I, I can't believe I've never told you about this. And we were like, no, the Hollywood records, Disney label was like a, a thing that was, we were talking to a manager about at one point. What? Yeah. That's big. I it mean, never happened though. No, 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 no. It never got close. I mean, we went out to Los Angeles for a meeting with a manager and then the band broke up. Like, Oh wait, months later. you did tell me this. Didn't something weird happen? Yes. This guy was a little bit of a weirdo, but, uh, <laughs> He, nothing, nothing sexual. No, like a like weird abuser. Wasn't anything. it just a like, little bit though? Wasn't it like almost like it could have been? He just had a weird thing about. Oh God, this could get me in trouble. I we don't, don't have to get into this. this. We we, okay, get, we don't right. need to talk about um, this. I don't, I'm not going to get sued for fucking slander or something on the podcast. Yeah. I'm not shoot myself in the foot. But um, yeah, so that was the closest I ever got to success in a band, unless you count like playing garage shows in college. So. Wow. Um, yeah. I forgot about this story, but thank you. Uh, you know, you got to tell me off, off yeah, recording. You got to tell me details. exactly what yeah. happened. I'll give you and I'll text details. it to everyone. There you go. Yeah. All eight of our listeners. I got to show you something really quickly. Okay. You ready wait. for this? Oh, that's right. You teased this before we started recording. What is this? Can you see this? City of Burbank runner up for the Sunday co ed G Division Fall. Boom. Wow, Look Brandon. at that. <laughs> Congratulations. Look at us. That's, Runners up. That's so awesome, dude. I didn't know they gave out plaques. For a little context exactly. for the people listening, Brandon just showed me a plaque that announces uh, the this, this Burbank Softball League that him and I used to be a part of won the runner up in the co ed fall. 2021 yep. league. So, congratulations yep. to Brandon. Thank you. And he's got a Yesterday, great cool, uh, plaque and everything. Yeah, it's very cheap. I can. It's hollow. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but yeah, we we played the championship game yesterday. Congratulations, softball. Uh, I got my nicest hit of the game. Whoa! Got okay. into the outfield, which is you know I'm normally honestly I'm a pull hitter and I'm and I'm hitting it right to third base okay, every time. Ripping it down the line. I I got a line drive right to center field. Great. Dude. My nicest hit of the season. Um, I think I'm a high and outside sort of hitter. You know, if oh, I like it a little bit high, and then okay. I can get get into the outfield. But uh, anyway, not not about me. It's about the team, of course. As any we good did, manager says. we were losing nine to four, and then we came back as we always do. It was nine to eight. Wow. Unfortunately, though, uh, one of our players did hit a uh, a line drive to shortstop. Last oh, out, we lose nine eight, but we still got T shirts, and I want to send you and Miranda a T shirt. Oh my when god! I see you next. Oh my god, those are great. There's like a white shirt with some red lettering that says playoffs, co-ed softball or slow pitch league. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so, so we finally we made the shit, man. That's so great. Very proud of you. Are you going to move up to the 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 division higher after this? Are you anticipating? You're going to stay in the G division? God, I hope. Not. I mean, we got knocked down to the G division. We were in I the remember. F division, and we got knocked <laughs> to the G. Yeah, <laughs> you were playing with a bunch of geriatric AARP teams. Well, apparently, what happened was when I was out of town the week prior. Apparently, uh, we were winning eighteen to sixteen, and Whoa. then uh, some guy who Jesus quote unquote Christ, looked dude. like Predator at a costume. That's what I was Predator, told. Okay, Predator, like the movie character, the movie character okay. at a costume. Okay, um, <laughs> okay. hit a line drive to. This is the 
bottom of whatever, the last inning. Yeah. We don't play nine, but seven uh, and the guy seven. hit a line drive to uh, first base that would have probably won the game for them. And there was a runner on his team at first base and nailed this 50-year-old woman in the knee. Oh, and no. And she screamed in pain. Oh, no. She screamed in pain. And then uh, they just called the game because they didn't have anyone to replace her. So we won on that injury. And then my team says that they heard a very sad happy birthday chant for that very woman. No. Behind them. Wow. So, what an astonishing story. Also, that's runner interference, baby. She's out anyways. Exactly. So exactly. scream all you exactly. want. The theatrics aren't going to help you when it comes yeah, to Yeah, it's the, not going to help you. Listen, what, what, what are you, Ronaldinho? That's <laughs> soccer. Yeah, I know. I was impressed you pulled that out, honestly. <laughs> um, Brandon, before we started recording, you told me that you had some sports questions that you thought would be funny for the podcast. And uh, I, I, a little tease about what's coming up. Brandon and I watched 1989's Major League. Um, and I have a couple trivia questions for you about the movie, but you probably already did research and found out the stuff I'm going to ask you. But anyways, what are the sports questions that you have for me, my friend? Couple, uh, two questions, two okay. different sports. Okay. Um, first question is, as we know, I don't watch any other sports aside from baseball. You know, I mm-hmm. catch things on Twitter, yeah, you see stuff. obviously. Um, so first question is, what's bing bong? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Oh wow, this is great! So "bing bong" is is a is a phrase that's been adopted by New York Knicks fans, which yes. I'm sure you've seen interacted with. I knew it was Knicks because I follow SNY and like other New York that sports sense. things. So that's how I I've seen it. I've been meaning to ask you for weeks, haven't researched it. So there's a there's like a video production company around here. I forget what they're called. It's like Sidewalks Statistics or something. Sidewalk something. I don't know. But they go around and they like interview drunk Knicks fans or like drunk Jets fans or whatever, Mets fans, Yankees, whatever. And the beginning of the video is like the the noise that uh, is made on the subway when the doors close. It goes bing bong, oh, yeah. and then the okay. doors close. So they start every video with bing bong, and they did, they were interviewing a drunk Knicks fan, I think, and they just started screaming bing bong, and it got it, it got just it was very <laughs> funny and got adopted by the team. So now people are using it as antagonistic, like they're like uh, throwing it in the faces of Knicks oh. fans when they're bad. So like when the okay. Orlando Magic. Uh, upset the Knicks in MSG. Our new favorite player, Cole Anthony, looked at the camera and said, "Bing bong." So it's kind of now a, a, a taunt, if you will. But yeah. So the, the players saw this. The Knicks players saw this, and they started uh, chanting it, or they started like utilizing it in their tweets. And like, I think things the like fans that. were the first ones to start. They saw the drunk fan, and I don't even. I think he said "bing bong," and then they started adopting it, and then it started TikTok. Like, there's this guy that goes around Coney Island. I don't know if you've seen him, or it's like a big TikTok thing right now. Where he I, I think like. I've seen the Some Coney Island guy because I saw recently it made me laugh on Thanksgiving. I saw him in Coney Island on Thanksgiving, like interviewing <laughs> yeah. people. I think that's what that is. They say Joe Biden, you know that guy? Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay. okay. So I've th- seen that, but I didn't connect it to the Bing Bong. That was just like a, a good example of how far out the Bing Bong thing happened because people in that gotcha. video are saying Bing Bong. So yes, that's what it is. It's a very New York specific thing, but it is a, it's okay. kind of... Great. I knew it was Knicks related. I just didn't know what the deal was with it. Um, also, very New York for the other teams to turn it on them. Yes, it's almost like I how... I completely agree. To I talk about our division. It's almost like how the Mets did the uh, in spring training. They did the celebrating the World Series, I guess, to like visualize or yes, yes. you know whatever. And now everyone's like, "Yeah, celebrating the World Series in spring training." You know, yeah. it's just like immediately they turn it on, on a New York looks team. Bad. You knew I that, was gonna, you knew that wasn't going to age well. No, oh, well, of course. <laughs> um, and then my second question for you is: I don't know if it's a question. I've just seen a lot of footage. Uh, so Gardner Minshew. Okay, that, Gardner Minshew. Yes, he's the Eagles quarterback now, right? Eagles backup quarterback because Jalen Hurts was injured. Okay, saw that. Um, What's that guy's deal? So I think a sixth-round draft pick, fifth or sixth-round draft pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
and he like has a mullet and a great mustache and like mustache, yeah. very much embraces that. Apparently like warms up uh pregame and just his jock strap has like a lot of like this uh this like home go- I I I I I'm hard to describe because it's been a developed personality over like the last few years. Um but it's just like the antithesis uh, not the antithesis, excuse me, the perfect example, the opposite of the antithesis of uh, like an everyman. Like he's he's like got a mullet, has the facial hair, embraces the personality. Um, and yeah. And so he led the Eagles, I think, a 33 to 18 victory over the Jets this weekend. And so was he wearing a Top Gun jacket? Yeah. So that's part of the persona okay. is like he definitely has embraced this kind of strange uh, I don't know this like strange personality that the internet has helped him develop, and then he's just ca- kind of fully leaned into. Um, but he's fun, and he's a and he's like probably a top thirty quarterback, but is just a backup for the Eagles right now for some reason. Okay, yeah, I remember him on the on the Jaguars a bit, and I always liked his his look yes. and his style. Who is the guy? Did you see the video? He like was dabbing up some like old white dude. That was his dad, some... I think. Oh, uh, okay, that's that nice. Yeah, did you hear the? Did you watch that video with audio? No, I didn't. You got to. There's a woman in the background the entire time as he's like clearly having a family moment with his dad because I guess his dad tries to go to every game he starts. Um, and there's a woman that's like, Gardner, Gardner, give an autograph. Come give an autograph for the troops, Gardner, for the troops. <laughs> and she keeps screaming for the troops as though she's like with a bunch of soldiers like trying to like lure him in to give him an autograph. It's very That weird. was Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Condoleezza Rice, there's a, there was a crazy rumor probably like five or six years ago that she was being interviewed for the head coach of the, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> that's funny yeah, uh, that's dude. that was just something that people started though right there's no think, truth to i that, think it was right? like an adam Schefter report that condoleezza rice was being considered maybe not even interviewed but considered to be interviewed for the uh, browns head coaching job yeah f- football is a fascinating sport dude you got to get into it for the storylines it's pretty crazy that's amazing well I, I like the second we should start doing a new segment that's called secondhand sports yeah, okay. and it's just like me sort of seeing shit on twitter that doesn't have to do with baseball i mean you're like what's that what's who's this that about? the bing bong one i'm gonna be honest took me by surprise but was probably my favorite question that you could have asked that was very <laughs> funny for me i um, knew you'd appreciate that yeah and it's basketball related brandon which we which you know i'm a is basketball my favorite sport i don't know we don't have to go in and weighing the favorite how dare but, um, you can't well, you got to pretend baseball is your favorite sport for i mean i definitely or... have to yeah i've hitched my wagon to baseball and it is the sport that i've so i've, I've enjoyed the longest but it's all different. You know, it's like picking your favorite children, Brandon. What are you going to, how are you going to do that? You know, like that's just, do that. you can't exist. But Brandon, um, I, we watched a movie this week and we're going to talk Separately. about a movie, uh, Major League, 1989's Major League, um, starring Charlie Sheen. Who else is in this movie? I should have. Tom Berenger. Um, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yes. Um, a bunch of I think great. Those movies. are the big ones. There are a bunch of great. My, actors. F- my favorite sighting was the GM of it is the guy who is like the cop in the Halloween movie. Whoa. Okay. See that's and a- he's in the he's in the new one too and he looks not great. But uh, yeah, I know. I was like looking at half these actors. You know when you watch a movie that's like over thirty years old, you're like, which one you are still who's still alive here? What am I? How many dead people am I looking at right now? Spoiler alert. I think the entire roster is alive though. Uh, except for the coach. The coach passed away. The coach passed away. The coach yeah. passed away. But this is a. Uh, uh, 1989 movie, like we said, it was written and directed by the same guy, David Ward. I think he's credited as David Ward, but his IMDb calls him David S. Ward. Brandon, he he. This isn't the most successful screenplay that he's written. Do you know the other one that he wrote? Sleepless in Seattle. How weird is that? So weird. So weird. And like, I was watching it. There's a, like a rom com element to this, or like 
more rom like there is like a, a B plot that is an uh, uh, older player trying to lure back his ex-girlfriend and so the, right. and those scenes there's like a, a certain scene we'll get to that's in the library that just screams yes. 90s like, rom, like rom-com movie yes. it's like this like handheld camera following them around it's probably not handheld but it's like a it's a dolly moving shot and they're and they're uh, they're following them as they're flirting in the library um, and it was so like mid to early 90s uh, rom-com that I was just like the most apparent thing in the world for me. Totally. And honestly, uh, we said this before we, we uh, hopped on the pod, but surprisingly not problematic. I would say that scene, there's some dialogue a yes. little problematic. Yes, yes. There's and, and there's like, we'll get to it obviously, but there's like a whole uh, moment and scene where they're like, you should just follow her home from work to figure out where she lives. And <laughs> Like, yes. And they're like, they don't say it's creepy. They say that's juvenile. And they're like, yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah, a lot of kids following girls home from school so that they know where they live. Like, what kind of what kind of juvenile activity is that? But, Brandon, we'll get started. So the movie, it opens up with, and we both made notes of this. We both did. The first establishing shot to tell you that you're in Cleveland is a is a, is a still still shot of a, of the Guardian statue that the, the name of the uh, the aforementioned Cleveland baseball team changed their That's name right. to. That's right. That's right. The Cleveland Guardian, the Guardians of the Bridge. First shot of it. So I thought it was, we didn't talk about this before, but it was really topical because obviously they, what, two weeks ago now, they officially changed their yes. name to the Put out Guardians? Merch. Yeah, everything. I, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if they VFX everyone's jerseys to say Guardians? <laughs> that would be funny. Wait, how did you watch this movie? I should ask you. How did you uh, How did you view it? Did you rent it on YouTube? You know what's funny? So I so I was uh, with my folks in Nashville, but I, I didn't watch it with them. But I saw that we had the DVD. No way. But I don't know how the DVD player works or if it still works. <laughs> so I just ass. rented it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I just rented it on Amazon for okay. three bucks. Okay, smart. I have a I have an illegal website that had it on, Brandon. <laughs> how dare you? I'm I'm lining the pockets of Tom Berenger and, da- and David S. Ward, and you're stealing from them. Yeah, they got their 19 cents of uh, what are those checks called when you get uh, those the residual residual checks? Yes, in their mail, yeah. and I'm sure they were celebrating. Um, but yeah, so the the movie opens up on a on a shot of the of the Cleveland Guardians and moves on through. Brandon, I got the Wikipedia page to help us go, but um, it becomes very quickly established that the new owner she's referred to as a Vegas showgirl. So is the implication she's a stripper? The the the, the uh, woman that the new owner. I of the guess so. I what I guess what I had imagined it was, but I filled in the blank. What it was was it was a very old owner with a younger daughter that yeah, took over sort the sort of not daughter. Girlfriend. Oh oh, you missed this girlfriend, I, girlfriend I or assumed, wife. Okay, I you're right. Yeah. Baseball from her deceased husband. For whatever reason, I figured it was a family member, but that makes more sense. That makes more yeah. sense. So and uh, okay, what were you gonna say? No, yeah, so that makes sense to me. I think th- something that surprised me in this was how it's sort of... Re- have you seen Ted Lasso? I haven't. Did I tell you my Ted Lasso story? No, I don't think so. So I was using the same website to stream it as I was watching this movie, and it automatically plays the most recent episode for you as opposed to the first episode when you just automatically... Mm-hmm. And I wasn't paying attention, and I accidentally watched the season one finale instead of the season one premiere, and I was just <laughs> like, this show sucks. I don't know what's going on or who any of these people are. Like, There seems to be like a bunch of emotional uh, uh, moments here, and it's just not hidden with me at all, and then I found out later that I accidentally watched the season finale. <laughs> uh, that's very funny. Um, but yeah, that... That show's fine. People make a little bit too big of a yeah. deal about it, in my opinion. Fight me. But there is a connection in there, because in Ted Lasso, you wouldn't know this because you didn't see the pilot, but the woman that owns the team, her husband doesn't die, but he like cheats on her, and in, in the divorce, she gets the team, so she oh. wants to tank the team at the beginning of the, the uh, show, which is exactly the same, aside from 
dying versus yes. them getting divorced. Yes. So exactly the same. So they must have poached that from this, That's right? That's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Instead of death of a human, death of a marriage. You know what I mean, Brandon? <laughs> That's right. Death of a salesman, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> Where are my Arthur Miller fans yeah, at, huh? there we go. Also, uh, an interesting connection, the showrunner of uh, Ted Lasso, his previous successful show was Scrubs. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the janitor from Scrubs as the like, janitor as like the tiniest role in this movie, where he plays a construction worker slash um, what you call it slash uh, fan of the of the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, he that? he has a few other scenes in there at the end. I don't know if you noticed, but I think his name's Neil Flynn, the actor. Okay. I want to say okay. But the uh, scene at the end when they we're not gonna you know we're not gonna spoil it. We'll I know it's been it. out for thirty years, but <laughs> he does hug like a guy that's like punk rock. Yes, and he, like, hugs yes, him and he looks at and he goes, the, the "But you're punk rock." He doesn't say this, but he's clearly like, "You're punk rock, but I'm a blue collar guy." Yes. And they like look at each other like, "But we're still hugging." They have a look. There's a look where they like where he like pulls away and he's like, Ugh, "Yes," and then re-embraces. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad exactly. you noticed that too. I made notice of that. Um, but yeah, so the the plot of the movie clearly becomes established that this woman. Um, the now new owner of are we should we say Cleveland Indians or should we just keep it to the Cleveland baseball team? I don't know how to handle this because this entire movie they're referred to as the Cleveland Indians and they have the old racist logo. But like, how do you as a how do you want to continue talking about this? That's a great. I think we sh- we should say Indians because we watched the movie and it says Indians yes. in it. It's not, you know, uh, I don't know. Now you got in my head. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I don't think that there will be judgment passed either way. I was just curious. So, at what your comfort level? I just was. change him to the Cleveland Jews. And no. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. I can't. Um, That's true. And so the new owner decides that she wants to move to the team to none other than Miami, Florida. Brandon, she wants to move to Miami, Florida. So she decides that there's a stipulation in the what the the relocation contract, yes. I guess, where they have to have a minimum number of fans met, and if that number is not met then they can uh, they can move the team to another location. And there's a great quote there. I wrote it down. She wants to move to Miami so she can have a mansion in Boca Raton and a membership yes. to a Palm Beach Polo Club. How funny was that? So funny. But I was the guy. I was like, man, if she wants to live in Boca, that's going to be a far drive for her to the game every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're going to go like... It's a, a schlep. Yeah, why would you ever do that? There's a couple moments, too, where it's like, yeah, where you own the team... But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm not going to try to start poking potholes this early. But so um, so that she expresses to the general manager that instead of getting the best free agents and re-signing their best players, that they want to re-sign their worst players and get the worst free agents so that the team loses as many games as possible. There's not enough fans that are attending the game. And then that this, this uh, they can move the they can move the franchise to Miami, Florida, which you know, I think what's. What's weird is like she. It's weird how she like kind of picked the team though, right? Because she yeah. like gives gives the front office guys like the oh, piece that's of paper. Right. Like, I've never heard of these guys, <laughs> so it's like she made the moves, and also they're all surprised they didn't hear uh, beforehand. I know we didn't want to poke holes in it, but no, it's like no, that please. was one thing that I was like. And I know it's not for like annoying baseball nerds like us, but it's like <laughs> they have to mansplain it to to the masses if you're yes. watching watching the uh, the movie. But that's what like kind of irked me the most was she just like did this and like and they're surprised one day they're like this is the roster now <laughs> and they like show up it's in they're they're like what a couple weeks out of spring training and she's like this is our yes. roster now and also there's baseball scouts they should know every single player that's possibly available to them like shocking that there's minor league rookies that are are flamethrowers like charlie sheen's character that they just don't know exist it's very strange very strange um so the movie moves on after that happens to starting to introduce the characters and their personalities that you're going to be seeing so we have 
Charlie Sheen, whose character's name is dun, 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 Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn, the wild thing. The wild thing. Oh, one of one of my favorite moments of the movie. We'll get into it. But uh, honestly, if you want to die, take a shot every time, time I say we'll get into it because I've said it like 40 <laughs> times already so far. Um, but the walkout song moment was really, really phenomenal. One of my favorites of the movie. Um, so great. And so they get Ricky Vaughn. He's like a rookie flamethrower, which was so funny because they're like, let's show how fast he throws. And they clock yes. him and he throws 96 miles an hour. It's funny. <laughs> I wrote the same exact note because if that happened nowadays, he'd be like, okay, I guess like what else is the app? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, not, that's fine. You're not like blowing anybody away with 96. And by the end he of the movie. He gets up to he, 99 later, and right? And then 101. He tops off at 101 okay. in, the, in the the final pitch. Um but yeah, he, he does build up to a much more impressive number. But back then, 101 must have been just like a shockingly unachievable thing. Like that had to really, really impress. Like, because it's hard, hard to achieve a 100 mile plus pitch now. So you'd imagine in 30 years ago in 1989, not happening. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a pre Randy Johnson era, right? He, Randy must come yeah. around like a year or two later. Yeah. Don't I would quote say me on that. Probably like, yeah, early to mid 90s, right? Yeah, he. I don't know. He might be eighty nine. Maybe. Maybe I'm talking out of my butt. But um, but yeah. I mean, when I saw the ninety six, it did make me laugh because they were like, "Whoa!" But now they would be like, uh, "He probably needs a few years of development." Yeah, immediately. I hope he has a breaking ball if he's going to be throwing ninety six miles an hour. Um, so they introduce the characters, and then my favorite character and a and a shockingly great comedic performance comes Willie Mays Hayes. He's, uh, Fantastic! Yeah, really great. He plays like a Kenny Lofton kind of guy, right? Is that how you would compare him to? Just like a speedster? yeah. I mean, I guess with with the the Cleveland, Cleveland connection, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say that it would be a Kenny Lofton type. Um, yeah, great, great character overall. I think my favorite part was how he just showed up to spring training. He never actually had an invite. That's what they were saying, right? Like the implication was that he just like heard about it and showed up and parked in the wrong spot and was like, "I'm here to be on the team." Yeah, and also he was driving a nice car. I'm not sure that's part confused me why he yeah. was driving a nice car, but I guess to impress. I don't know. But then there's a moment where we're kind of jumping around a little bit here. But there's a moment where they're also this is weird. Is is in spring training? Are they all sleeping in like a camp dormitory? Yeah, they're Dude. all in bunk beds, like waiting for spring training to end, sleeping like pranking each other and shit in a locker. It was really Dude, weird. It looks like they filmed that scene where they filmed Full Metal Jacket. Like what? I had the like, exact Char- same thought. It looks exactly really? like the Full Metal Jacket set. Yes, it's very strange. That Charlie Sheen was like, yeah, I know. I got the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that, right? Isn't he in that? Or is he in He's in Platoon. He's in Platoon. Yeah, not Full Metal Jacket, but still. Um, but Brandon, the, then they introduced maybe the most racist depiction of a character, which is, I guess, a guy who worships voodoo. <laughs> I don't understand what the... That's right. Is this uh, a trope? A Cuban player. A Cuban player that worships voodoo. Um, played by the Allstate guy. Whoa, is that who that is? That's the Allstate guy, yeah. Dude, very weird. I had no idea. That's so funny. That's so funny. I think what's interesting is I don't... No one's called it out as being racist. Like, I don't think... Because it's kind of weird because I don't think there's a stereotype that Cubans I know. That was the other thing. I was like, if this was like a Louisiana guy or something. But yeah, it's he defected from Cuba for religious freedom. And then they say, what was his religion? And then they say voodoo. Right? That's like... yeah. But yes, uh, so yeah, I, I, it's still like a funny part. Like it wasn't like make me cringe more than no, some no, other no, things no. did. And there are like, moments it was in this fine. movie that will make you cringe a little bit. Yeah, and they did have the uh, the relationship with the pitcher. I don't know. I don't know what that character's name was. The one that was like the southern like Christian pitcher. Oh yes, the guy that was. Oh, there's some funny quotes he says. What was his name? Um, it was Harris. I think the last name. 
That sounds right. Yeah, Eddie Harris, played by Chelsea Ross. That's a really weird name way to spell Chelsea. Um, yeah, Eddie Harris. Brandon, do you think he's still alive? Chelsea Ross? Oh, yes. yeah. You think so? He is. Born in 1942. Yeah. Oklahoma. Interesting. Um, yes, they do have that like kind of like uh, back and forth where he's like, I'm going to convert you to Christianity, essentially. And he starts fucking with his his like uh, his. He drinks Joe Boo's rum he gin- and then gets, hit by gets whacked and whacked in the head with a baseball bat. Yes, so. Very funny. Very funny. Um, I don't know what how this prompted, but this is another quote that I wrote down. So they're in the locker room. They establish all these characters. They got Wesley Snipes character who's like an incredibly fast base stealer, center fielder, but can't hit the ball for shit. Um, they have Charlie Sheen's character who can throw pitches real fast, 96 miles an hour. Tom <laughs> Berenger's character who's like this coming out of retirement, washed up catcher with bad knees. Um, and then, He's in yeah, the Mexican League. Mexican League, yes. Where he, he I think the, the introduction to him is wearing a sombrero, right? With, with a woman <laughs> with in a woman bed. With a woman across him. Yes, very funny. Yes. Um, and and then a couple other like minor characters, the rich guy and the and there's the the the, the picture that you that you named previously. But I don't know how this conversation happened, but they're getting into an argument about the religion in the locker room in the spring training years. And I don't know what the context was, but I wrote down this quote. You're telling me what was it? Um, you're trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Classic line, that fantastic was... line. Um, yeah, because the whole thing was right that that uh, Serrano, the the Cuban. Uh, player couldn't hit a curveball right he could crush yes. fastballs couldn't hit a curveball couldn't hit any breaking ball at all smash the shit out of a fastball but can't hit so it. my question's for you uh and we don't have to do this for every player but uh for one of those main main characters who do you think is the uh player equivalent dude i was gonna ask you the same thing this is very funny i think my charlie sheen equivalent is emmanuel classe the indians reliever or like, oh okay yeah. so you're going modern you're going yeah. modern okay cool. also yeah. the guardians reliever excuse me yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you could do that for sure. I was thinking maybe Hector Neris if we're doing okay. modern. Edwin modern, Diaz uh, even? The triple digit throw in closer? That blows games It could for be Edwin. Could, could be Sir Edwin. Um, I was also thinking for um, uh, for Harris, for the for the Christian pitcher guy. Yes, okay. I was getting Jamie Moyer vibes. I don't think he was oh. a lefty, but I was, I was, I was reminded of, of Jamie Moyer. Interesting. See, um, I'm, I'm trying to come up with like uh, uh, like contemporary... Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'm thinking like a Zach Greinke, not for personality, but play style. Just he was throwing nothing fast, all breaking balls, all off speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what that's why I came to that. Maybe like a Rich Hill, just like an old guy. Rich Hill's a great an one. Old guy that's that, a great one. That throws slow, you know. Isn't he? Where did Rich Hill get signed to? Red Sox. That's right. That's right. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, he's um, a Boston guy. And then who is your Willie Hayes Mays comp? Mays Hayes. Um, so a modern one. I guess oh, a modern man, one. Yeah. Sorry, you know what would be an interesting one? Uh, how about a jazz, a jazz wow. chisel? Okay, what do you think of that? I know, I mean, Willie Mays. I don't think it showed off his power whatsoever. No, I don't but, think he did. But yeah, but I don't know. I'm saying speed wise. I'm saying I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some comparison there. What about Adelbert, Adalberto Mondesi? Oh, okay. But he's not. I like a, that he's one. Not an that, outfielder. That's a great still. one. Um, oh wait, you know what's a, you know oh, what's the I just real one? one? Who? Billy Hamilton? Oh, I was gonna say Christian Pache. Oh, Pache is a good one yeah, too. Yeah, fast guy in the outfield. I, I don't know. If, did they show Willie Mays' uh, defensive prowess? He I think he did the whole basket. Run. He robbed a home run once. Okay, yeah, but outside okay. of that, I mean, there was there was not really a lot of there was. They were really establishing that the third baseman couldn't. Was he a third baseman or shortstop? He was not going to sacrifice his body for defensive effort. Mm-hmm. The dude that How about Ter- they could do a Terrence Gore also. Oh, okay. Look at us, Brandon. We got we got we got comps for days, and I also. 
Loved the manager. The skipper's uh, voice was oh. phenomenal. Great mustache. There's a bunch of great mustaches through making me proud. Um, yeah, he's. He I was would phenomenal. say. I would say that. What's the coach? Coach Brown, right? Yes, I believe that was his name. Hold on, let me check. He walked so Rip Torn and Dodgeball could run. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. He also kind of looks like uh, what's his name from Succession, Succession in his IMDb, um, his IMDb picture, which is kind of interesting. Oh, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah. You you haven't yeah. you don't watch Succession, right? Oh yeah, you're all the way caught up. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I'm caught up. I oh, watched it last night. Okay, all right. So good. Yeah, very so good. good. Yeah, we won't get into it. It came out. <laughs> that's, we'll all, that's all we're gonna ever speak. Oh yeah, it's yeah, so good. It's really good. Um, but anyway, so they're moving along. They do spring training. Um, oh, it's in Tucson, Arizona, and Wikipedia says the team's shortcomings become evident. The team's lone star, third baseman Roger Dorn, who's the guy that doesn't want to do anything, is an egotistical prima donna whose fielding skills have faded. (laughs) Staff ace Eddie Harris has to rely on illegally doctoring the baseballs due to his weakening arm. So now I feel bad for saying the Granky thing. Which is, uh, so maybe he's more of like a Garrett Cole then. Yes, there we go. Now we're talking. Uh Um, Yeah, so what I thought was funny was something like that that was so... um, I don't know, such a, such a hot topic of conversation. I know. It was relevant to today. today. And there were some other things that also I picked up on that was like, wow, that would be like how Ricky Vaughn is used, it seems like, as a starter and a reliever. Yes. Like, in, especially in the big playoff game, which we'll get to it towards the end. Like, he's used as a modern-day analytics-based player. Very Tampa Rays. Very Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. Yes, completely agree. Um, then we have the Cuban defect, I think. is Where is this? I lost my spot. A voodoo practicing uh, Cuban import with significant power can't hit curveballs. Clashes with a devoutly Christian Harris. Veteran catcher Jake Taylor, the uh, Tom Berger. Ber- Berger, damn it. I can't pronounce his last name. I keep thinking of Tom Bergeron, the old uh, America's too, yeah. videos host. Um, former star who spent the last few years playing in the Mexican League after his knees gave out. Um, and then there's Willie Hayes Mays, blah, blah, blah. And so Vaughn starts to, it becomes quickly established. Uh, Charlie Sheen's character becomes, uh, has all the power in the world and can't locate and develops this nickname, Wild Thing, which is a great nickname for, for a, a player like that. What did you think of that? Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. I think it's based off the Mitch Williams, uh, the Phillies closer in the 90s. Oh, I think interesting. He could just throw heat and just oh. couldn't, couldn't place the ball at all. He's the one who gave up that, you know, the famous Joe Carter home run in the Blue Jays-Phillies oh, World Series? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That was yes. him, yeah. Um, there's also a moment where in the first game, they're playing the Yankees, uh, and that first baseman comes up with the handlebar mustache. He's talking shit. There, I'm like, this guy is absolutely going to be the last batter of this movie. <laughs> there's no way that they're establishing him. They're like, he's, he's, the, he's the, uh, uh, the silver slugger. He's like, crushes everything, like perennial MVP. And I was like, this dude... And then he hits a grand slam off Charlie Sheen's character, and I'm like, the final scene of this movie is going to be Charlie Sheen facing this guy in a in a high stakes moment. And of course, writes itself. You know it. You did know you it. did you see that that actor was actually a major league pitcher? Whoa, really? Yeah, I forgot his name. I don't know if you have it in no front way. of you. But... No, I, I don't. Well, I'm sure I do. If I look, uh, a lot of these guys don't have um, don't have IMDb profiles. <laughs> If we're being honest. So, um, also, what I thought was funny is uh, so yeah. So this uh, he hits a grand slam off of him, um, and the announcer the the announcer's very funny. By the way, I loved the announcer actor. I thought he was great. Bob Euchre, man, he's the Brewers uh, radio announcer. That makes sense. He was too good at calling games to not do it in real life. That that makes a lot of sense. And he's drinking Jack Daniels in the in the booth right from the, <laughs> the first game. Uh, there's nobody in the stands. Uh, there, and this is where it gets a little, a little, it doesn't age especially well, um, that there's like a bunch of, uh, Cleveland fans wearing like headdresses and face paint at the, at the game, which, you know, in 1989, not nearly as bad as, as it would be now. Um, 
and still honestly probably done by some fans of a certain football team that you and I uh, that represents a college you and I may or may not have gone to. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. <laughs> I I was a gator. I dressed as a reptile. Famous. Um, what are you looking at? So, uh, so I'm looking up. So Peter Vukovic, Vuk, yeah, Vukovic was. Uh, was the actor that played what was the name of the the big slugger on the Yankees? I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. I just so he played the, he played that character and he was a pretty solid pitcher. No he, way. Uh, yeah, he had an eleven year major league career. Wow. Uh, won the AL Cy Young in nineteen eighty two. Dude, no way. Yeah, he played for the White Sox, Blue Jays, Cardinals, and Brewers. Uh, um, looks like most notably he was uh he was on the Brewers for six years. So connection with Bob Uecker. Wow. But yeah, win, win loss record ninety three and sixty nine. ERA three point six six. Eight hundred eighty two strikeouts. I mean, the guy. That's a that's a successful career. Solid career. He won a Cy Young. That's insane. Yeah, and he's like that's so funny because I, I clocked him being not in good shape. <laughs> he like has a gut spilling over his belt, like classic power hitting first baseman look. Um, that's very very funny. That he was also he actually player. looks a lot like Pete Alonzo in this Cardinals picture on Wikipedia. I'm going to send this to you. Hmm, okay, all right, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing it. There's also a moment where they go out. Charlie Sheen's. Oh, yeah, this is something we didn't talk about yet. But Charlie Sheen's haircut is one of the weirdest haircuts I've ever seen in a movie. He's got like lightning bolt ridges in his in his uh, in his not sideburns. What's that called? The back of your head. In it, uh, your neck. Yeah, <laughs> no, neck. Just, <laughs> um, back ahead is called back, ahead, back of head. Back ahead is called neck. Famously, everybody knows that. Um, and he's wearing like earrings, and he's getting mocked. They go to a French restaurant to celebrate the beginning of the season or their first win or something. And he's wearing a vest, like a denim vest, no shirt, and a tie. And I was like, this is. <laughs> This costume design is is like truly off the chain. This and he says something. He's like, I'm, I'm overdressed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. Very funny. Um, so they move along. They start to establish that. Um, oh, wait. One last thing. One last thing. We're going to go back on it. They uh, At the end of spring training, they're like very worried about who's going to make the team and who's going to get cut. And they said that yeah. a red card in your locker indicates that you got cut or got sent back down to the minors. Is that real? Is that real? I don't know. Yeah, is that real? That, I had the same question. It seems like it wouldn't be real because you wouldn't want to. Maybe maybe 30 years ago it was real, but it's like you don't want to be like humiliating these guys in front of their teammates is what my first thought was. But I don't know how you were feeling about it. It must have come from something. Yeah. Or maybe they just wanted Once again, maybe they're just trying to dumb it down for the audience. It's like red True. card means go home. Red card. You bad. know, because they can't they can't have and they also don't want to vilify the coach to see Good him point. telling everyone to go home. And they wanted that scene of Dorn tricking Oh uh, yeah, Vaughn. And then right, so maybe that's fight. why they did it. But I don't know. We should we we didn't do good research we for this podcast. Do, no, I watched this movie literally an hour ago. <laughs> 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 I put this off for as long as humanly possible. Um, so yeah, so they go through. They, so it becomes very clear that they're they're pretty bad. Um, the two players. Okay, hold on. Um, team predictably starts the season on a losing streak. Lou then discovers Vaughn's control issues were from uh, uh, uncorrected visual impairment. He needs glasses. He needs glasses. He needs glasses. Brandon. That's the problem. Then he can throw. And then he can throw 101 and he when he has throw, glasses. He can throw faster and he can finally locate. Um, and so he starts. You know to, what they say? That was the 80s steroids were glasses. <laughs> were glasses. Um, also more of a contacts guy, if I would have guessed. He, he has some pretty hideous glasses, but iconic nonetheless. Um, also very Jameis Winston. Remember when Jameis Winston found out that he needed to get LASIK surgery? When he was squinting on the <laughs> sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this guy throws the most interceptions every year. It turns out that he just needed glasses. That was very funny. Um, so, yeah, he gets glasses. And then this is when the romantic interest, uh, interest starts to become in. Tom 
Tom Bergeron's character. Tom uh, Berger- let's call him Bergeron. Yeah, We're doubling down. Where, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about making this mistake over and over again. I'm just going to double down. Um, how does he run into his ex girlfriend? He sees her at the dinner at the, the, French at the same restaurant. Yes. He sees her uh, having dinner with another gentleman. Calls her on the phone. Yes, from from the 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 desk again. Classic indication that the screenwriter was going to write a, a '90s romantic comedy. Or <laughs> my favorite part was how every time there's a scene with Tom Berenger and Rene Russo, uh, they play different music. It's always light piano. It's like leftover so from Sleepless in Seattle. They're like, <laughs> hey, we had a few extra songs you guys just want to throw it in there like it was totally a 180 like you knew which scene was coming yes. up as soon as you hear that first key you knew that we were going to be focusing on that plot specifically um and so then it becomes established that it's his ex-girlfriend he's still pining over her despite the fact that he cheated on her multiple times there's a moment where they reference that a woman or a lawyer came knocking on their door for a paternity test what was that and they that yeah he made her yes. hide to, to so that he wouldn't get subpoenaed or something so she so she Served? said that she threw him a surprise birthday party when they were together years prior okay. i guess when he previously played in cleveland um and i guess he didn't show up but who did show up was someone knocking on the door asking for a paternity test for yeah. yes indicating uh, for that this a, man was some, uh, had a lot of infidelity was, exactly and then in that aforementioned library scene uh there was a line that was a lo- that was something like renee riso going you slept with so-and-so when she said that she had a better body than me and he's like i gotta defend your honor yes that, and i'm like this like he is fuckboy city he OG is fuck boy. classic what i think of when i think of like high school baseball players were just like kind of what's the word i'm looking for uh loose <laughs> Because <laughs> that's still something people say. Sure, we'll say that. <laughs> um, and yeah, just kind of big fuckboy energy, honestly. Right? Is that that's the vibe? Big fuckboy. Also, he has a very red face, Tom Berenger. Yeah. Also, uh, there's a moment where he he runs into the lawyer that that she's going that she's engaged to. He oh, this is this is great. So this is when he follows her home. He can't figure out where she lives. She won't tell him because she's engaged to somebody else. So he follows her home, mistakes her her apartment or makes mistakes his apartment with her apartment and then i guess he has owns or like rents an entire floor and has an elevator in his apartment yeah how does it make sense that you can just go into an elevator press a floor and just walk into someone's home walk into someone's home the easiest robbery in the entire world the guy lives in a very Um, american psycho type home but also it should have been like great comparison how did you get here i don't know there should have been more questions yes absolutely and instead He's welcomed with open arms. They like establish his uh his everyday man by he orders a beer and or asks for a beer instead of a glass of wine like the rest of the the rich people are drinking. And the yuppies uh, are fawning over him. Clearly, there's some sexual energy going on. Uh, between... He does one of the most insane things. He very openly flirts with his ex girlfriend, not only in front of her her now fiance, but also um in front of like all of the dinner guests where he's like, I want to have children only if they're this specific swimmer. What was because it? Because she was you, a I former swimmer, but she retired for yes. academics. So he's like, yeah, only if she does the, the long hurdle. Sw- I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. The swimming. 200 breaststroke, 200 yes. meter breaststroke at this speed. And then they're like, Oh, you used to be an athlete. What do you do? And then she says the, whatever the 200 meter long thing. hurdle, yeah. gold medal yeah, breaststroke. Well, yeah. Man, my favorite Olympic sport is when they're hurtling in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about like you. flailing like dolphins. <laughs> it's impressive brandon i love the olympics love once every it. four years can't I right? get enough can't get enough um but yeah so he starts flirting with her it's really awkward um and he it becomes clear that he's about to uh oh also this was very funny he uh she comes to a game she comes to a game um without her husband or fiance and she gets in a car and starts driving back home and in a panic 
He's like, ah, I need to go. He goes up to one of the, the, the attendants or the staff at the game, and he's like, I need a car. And he gets the bullpen car. I thought that was so oh, funny. Oh, that he was cute. A bobblehead car all the way back. Which, brings um, the, which makes me think, got to bring back the bullpen cars. Let's do it, people. Got it. Come on. Got to bring them back. We should start, a, uh, I almost said a survey, a survey, a petition to bring back the bullpen car, Brandon. I completely agree. I love that. The NL Feast presents Bring Back the Bullpen Car. <laughs> yes. Here's a survey. Please take it. And let's yeah, know please take it. How old thoughts. are you? When were you born? <laughs> uh, what's your median income? Yeah. Um, I, uh, anyway, so that, that, then they sleep together, right? They sleep together. It becomes established that they're going to get back together. Um, she cheats on her fiancé to be with him and at the same time the the Cleveland baseball team starts to turn the corner they're getting better but here's what's interesting to me is normally in sports movies there's like a turning point I guess there sort of was one there there's a scene where they they find out I guess that the owner is trying to sabotage them she cuts the hot water she she puts them on a shitty plane and then a bus Um, and then they bring in Kind of problematic. They bring in a a uh, cardboard cutout, cardboard of, cutout her of her, yes, with with a bunch of different uh, panels of her clothing. You peel it off, and it reveals some of her skin. Um, yes, and with each win, they peeled off a piece of her. There's clothing. like I think the the coach is like I estimate that we need 37 wins to to make it to the uh, the playoffs or whatever he says. And there's and I've got 37 pieces of this uh, cardboard cutout that we can remove every time we win a game. Um, which is weird because there's also a scene where she comes in and she gets confronted with the fact that she's not um, uh, she's not providing enough resources for the team to to stay healthy and get better. They're in like shitty airplanes, shitty buses, like they know hot mm-hmm. water, all that stuff's established. And she comes in and the and the the manager's naked and she's and he's like, I'm not. He pretty much just says, I'm not going to put clothes on. And she goes, doesn't bother me. And then continues to walk around smacking asses. And she smacks an ass at a point. Knocks Serrano's cup, I think, right? Yes, yeah, it's like, oh, we were still wearing enough money for cups or something, she says. And then knocks his cup, yeah, smacks the All-State guy's ass. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> Which we'd all like to do. <laughs> Which, okay, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I'd be there smacking his ass, Brandon. You know I would. <laughs> um, but yes, that was definitely very, very weird. There's a couple, yeah, moments that don't age well, mainly the headdresses that um, the fans are wearing and then like the flippant uh, sexual innuendo of a few scenes. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I th- I th- I feel like the the removing the clothing of her, wh- which I was I was interested in because I o- had only seen this movie on like TBS before, so I was like, oh okay. shit, are they about to actually okay. show this actress naked on a cardboard cutout? That's what I thought was going to happen, and I didn't know this because I only had seen it on on TBS. Oh, oh, but oh, they okay. don't. It is just her, yes. whatever, one of her modeling in bikinis yes, or, or something. One of her, they have the tassels, the nipple yeah, tassels yeah, yeah. on. That's what it was. Um, but yes. they also did not show on TBS. But I was like. That makes sense. I was curious. I was like, oh, my God, am I, is this about to, like, make this movie more uh, problematic than I thought? Yes. Are they going to start? Yeah. Is it going to they're going to somehow double down? Also, a funny thing that happens at the end when he's walking. Wa- sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. But we, when he's at the flat of the fiance and he's walking out, he goes, suck my dick. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like talking shit to each other. He's like, stay away from her. And he goes, how about you suck my dick? And then he walks out of the apartment. <laughs> it wasn't even anything creative. There was like <laughs> David S. Ward, right? He just wrote. Yes, David he, Ward. He sat yes. at a typewriter and said, suck my suck. dick. He's like, this is good. This is what men like, say to men. <laughs> so we need to keep this in here. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the team starts to be better. They're very clearly um, about to uh, blow the blow the owner's plans and bring fans to the stadium. There's more and more people every time. And also a weird thing happens, which 
just complete. If I had, I mean, the movie's only an hour and 45 anyways, but if I was giving notes to the director, this is something I would just cut out. Charlie Sheen accidentally hooks up with the rich baseball player's wife because she's she sees him cheating in the background of a video. And so Charlie Sheen's like at a bar and she she dresses up and comes and seduces him and they sleep together. And then at the end, she reveals that she's one of his teammates wives. Um, and it's not really addressed at, like there's a celebratory scene at the end where he like punches him and then hugs him. And like other than that, though, just a completely like a completely irrelevant thing that could have been edited out of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted to complete the story arc of Dorn versus Fawn. Um, yeah, but yeah, a little a little out of the blue. I like also how she openly tells Dorn that she slept with him. Yes, yeah. She just like says, oh, I know you're leaving for the final most important game. Also weird that this doesn't end in the World Series. Did you think that, that well, this, does, this just ends? That in, like, was something else out. I was going to bring up. I think that's because Cleveland has not and unfortunately still has not, still has not won the yeah. World Series. I think they were trying to not show Jason. them winning the world series just to be yeah. like well I don't, we don't want to get your hopes up cleveland fans and that's yeah maybe they should have maybe they would have changed the the fortune of it um but yeah I, I guess the big thing was just winning the division um playing playing the yankees <laughs> yeah. and peter vukovic cy young winner um <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, yeah i thought that was weird and anyway so he's about to leave for the game and she goes honey by the way i fucked your teammate <laughs> she's like, she doesn't say that explicitly but she's like that's the implication they the cut scene. to the next scene right after before she's yes and anything. it cuts to tom berenger uh sorry tom bergeron trying mm-hmm. to uh, uh avoid them having any contact before the game starts um, and so we get to the final scene. The The final scene is, of course, this game against the Yankees. Um, the old Christian uh, pitcher is told that he's the starter. Charlie Sheen is not the starter. Um, and they go down 2-0. By, there's like a man on first and third, I think. And then my favorite scene of the movie, they, they, uh, the manager comes out, is talking to the Christian pitcher, is like, buddy, you've done great, but it's time to, time to go. They called in Vaughn. And then Vaughn comes out to the Wild Thing song, and the stadium goes nuts. He's slow walking out of the bullpen uh, as the song plays over the over the speakers, over the PA system. Um, and it, it was just probably my favorite moment of the movie, I'd say. I agree. Also, they... Uh, so apparently they, for uh, Mitch Williams, they used to do the Wild Thing song for him, but it wasn't the rock and roll. I think that was Joan Jett's version, I think. Yeah, I think that's what that was. They, didn't, yeah. they did like, just like an organ for Mitch Williams, so it was way cooler to do the yes. Joan Jett version. I also love that. Um, and yeah, and, and it was very uh, reminiscent of a real baseball game. Like there was no, you know, it, it was Completely very similar agree. to a closer having like, who has Thunderstruck? Some some closer has that. I can't. No, it was. Uh, I mean, Mariano Rivera famously had Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. Okay, someone has Thunderstruck yes. by ACDC, but whatever. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it was very cool. Very. Cool. I agree. That was one of my favorite scenes as well. Um. And also, uh, you and I, you more than I, obviously have have a little bit of experience working in uh, movie making and television making. Do you think that they shot the full stadium at an actual Cleveland baseball game, or did they hire? 40,000 extras to come and fill out the stadium. That's a great question because nowadays, like I know with Ted Lasso, they like fill in a section of the soccer stadium and then they just and then VFX is right? replicate everyone. Yes. Um, yes. So first off, I read that they actually couldn't film this at uh, the Cleveland stadium at the time because there's too many sporting events going on there. I think the Browns oh. and Indians played there at the no time. Way. So they filmed it at Milwaukee stadium. So there's a lot of Milwaukee okay. connection, connections between Euchre and wild. And, I had no idea. That's really, interesting. I read that. Yeah. So, I don't know because I th- I don't th- I think they could have done it by section because I know they showed a lot of dugout yes. to to home plate so I think if they just yes. used those same extras and put them 
locations. I think they could have done it, right? I don't, there I don't know. There was a couple moments, though, where they like draw out and are doing an entire shot of a stadium that's just full to the gills. And I'm like, did they pay them all? Like Nowadays, that would never happen. Like They're famously stingy with who they do or don't pay yeah. um, as far as extras go. And so I was just like, this is wild. There's just so many people in here. And like, do you think they were like, come out and be in a movie for free? For free, like was that pre like, union rights for that? Like maybe, but yeah, no but also I was wondering if they were taking actual footage from real games. But I don't think the quality would be as good as movie quality to do. Yes. I know the exteriors of like the stadiums were from actual mm-hmm. games. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a great question. Yeah, so I was curious about that because I, I do you remember the Jimmy Fallon Drew Barrymore movie Fever Pitch? Yeah, they famously shot during the Red Sox World Series run in two thousand four. Did they actually? shoot some just some stuff not like obviously her running on the field like that was all green no screen, no no but... no but no but they 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 shot some of the stuff they like gotcha. shot them at the game while they were actually in the in the hunt as they say wow amazing um but yeah so it comes down also wait one one last thing the they start showing these fans really embracing the wild thing nickname um and they show a bunch of fans with these custom black t-shirts with white font and it's like uh like a like almost like a profile of charlie sheen's face and then it says wild thing uh, you, I don't know what it says at the bottom, but something. And I was like, that's kind of a cool shirt that I might wear now, honestly. Oh, I do like that. I'll, I'll look into you it. Know, Maybe we can rock it. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so obviously it comes down to Charlie Sheen, uh, Ricky Vaughn. I think we, we said his name was versus the former Cy Young. Peter, winner. Peter Vukovic, <laughs> Peter Vukovic. Um, and he blows by him with like a, a 97 miles an hour. So one mile an hour. Wait, no. What was it first? Was it 97? 90 it's 97 99 101 yeah so he throws 97 which is established uh that he throws 96 so he's already got a little extra mustard on it today swing and a miss and uh tom berenger is in the back shit talking him the whole time being like oh i wonder what we're gonna throw next blah blah blah, blah. um does throws 99 blows it by him again and then finally for the the third pitch and the strikeout 101 high and in get some swinging and they go back to the bottom of the ninth where none other than willie hayes mays willie, willie mays willie. hayes Willie Mays Hayes, right? Yes, yes. Comes up and then hits a dribbler. Runs it out. Classic infield single. Um, steals second. And then also was taking insane leads off first. Did you see that? Insane leads. Also, <laughs> insane leads. And I don't... the hell was that? <laughs> I just heard a that. weird noise over here. It sounded like a cat. There's no cats here. Um, anyway. What, did you get a cat? No. Um, anyways, so yeah, so he was taking, and also, I don't know, do you think in modern day baseball, would they, I know he's very fast, but would they advocate for him to steal in a position like that? That's a great question. Um, I think they would, I don't know. I mean, what's the, I mean, he would look like he was like having a 30 stolen base season, right? Cause there's a, there's a montage of him hanging up all those gloves in his bedroom and it's like an indication of every stolen base he's ever had. So like. Yeah, I guess if he has if Billy Hamilton speed, you kind of do trust yes. him. Um, yeah, you kind of do trust him. The next at bat, though, Tom Berenger coming yes. up. Yes, describe that at bat. Okay, so that at bat would not fly in modern day baseball because he was absolutely absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. So uh, are there no outs? No outs, right? There, I think there's two outs. I think oh, there's two I outs. Think there's two okay. outs. Man on second. Okay, so tie tie ball game. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes is on second base. Uh, Tom Berenger point does the Babe Ruth point to the outfield. Yes. No point, yes. no point in doing that. Okay. Also, my man, you just need a single. My man just needs a yeah. single. That's all he needs. Drive the run in, baby. We don't need something out of the park. What are you doing? So, uh, not smart baseball. And also, Willie Mays once again taken 
fat leads and it's like my man if he gets a single you're gonna score please be careful a vr style lead from my man um yes absolutely so so fortunately and also if imagine if a player pointed to the outfield like if anyone did that in modern baseball i know it's for the the theatrics of it the the drama people lose their goddamn mind but (laughs) uh tom tom berenger tom bergeron uh hits a little dribbler instead Willie Mays Hayes. No, he bunts. I think he bunts. Oh, does bunts. he actually bunt? Yes. I think he I think he bunt. Well, at least that's what it looked like. It was really hard to tell if it was an actor doing a bad bunt or if it was him trying to hit a little dribbler. But he does something. Well, they're given all the signs. So I think be, the, all the signs indicate that he was probably trying to lay down a bunt. Um, and mind you, this is the this is like the old veteran with bad knees has to now beat out a single or beat out an infield bunt single. Yeah. Just a terrible move. And also, so Willie Mays Hayes, <laughs> so and and the pitcher picks it up, throws it to first base. Obviously. Yes. Uh, and then Willie Mays Hayes continues to run home. Yes. He blows. Pa- like, well, he's getting waved home. So in his defense, he's being told to do this. Bad third base third. coach. Real bad. Real ballsy call over there. Um, he's like the Braves third base coach. Yeah. <laughs> you seen all the, that guy. Yeah, that guy's great. Um, and so, yeah, so he beats out the bunt. And then the first baseman, the Vucevic or whatever his name was, yeah. um, sees that that he's uh, throwing home or that he's that he's going for home. Throws the ball, classic great slide. Like does like the go pass and then kick the leg out as he's going for the tag slide. Walk off the game, they win. In this situation, you Pretty have uh, I'm not gonna say Ron, Ron Washington <laughs> is who you're referring to. I'm gonna say it was uh, yes, yes. Who's the the Yankees right guy that that blew it in the um. Phil Nevin was the third base coach for the Yankees. In okay. That. So it's Phil Nevin at third, and then Gary Sanchez is your catcher. And uh, <laughs> that's the situation there. And I know Lucas Dude is probably your first baseman. Um, and God, just, you know. It's very funny. I appreciate it not being the classic natural style home run. But, yeah. uh, yes. It, but it definitely took a little bit of a, of a chance. Modern baseball, there, but... they don't like that inning. We don't like that. Ending. They would never do that now. Also, what's funny is that they bring out this closer and they're like, this guy throws at his own kid. <laughs> you know, yeah. says something insane. You and know, that like, I think he's also a former major leaguer. I'm pretty sure. Also, they got Charlie Sheen to do a pretty, pretty like uh, a decent windup. I remember thinking like it looks like he's throwing the baseball. So can. that guy, his name was Willie Mueller. Willie Mueller. Okay. Not as prolific. Also a Milwaukee Brewer. There's a connection. We, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a one and zero record, seven strikeouts, six point one for ERA. So not as good as Vukovic, but uh, but he played. Okay, he played, and he's a little no, actor. So there not. you go. We love that for him. But yeah, so he says he throws at his own kid. That's very funny. Um, and then they they win. They win. That's when Doran punches Charlie Sheen in the face and then gives him a hug. Um, and of course, who's there other than the the ex or ex girlfriend? And she shows her hand. No ring. No ring. She, she blew off. Blew off her husband or fiance, and they run, they embrace, they smooch. And then I don't think there's another scene. I think they're just like, that's the movie. And then they call it. <laughs> that's it what happens. Like later yeah. movies definitely- Doran looks at the camera and he goes, that was the movie. <laughs> uh, he goes, that's all, folks. <laughs> and he was Bugs Bunny the whole time. One thing we neglected to mention, my favorite quote, and I actually sent this to the softball team before we won, is when they, okay. after they find out the owner's trying to screw them over, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Bergeron says he goes oh, there's only one thing left to do win the whole fucking thing yeah he says, remember that there's also a lot of like yeah that was a great moment he's like sitting like this in his in his chair like huddled over 
Um, and he goes, yeah, win the whole fucking thing. Uh, there's also like a bunch of really well said fucks in that movie. Like the delivery of the word fuck in that movie great is use. astounding. There's a great, there's a great motherfucker. Um, I don't know what he, what he says or how, where, where, what the context of it was, but he throws out the motherfucker, which is really funny. Um, yeah, just some, some great profanity. And this was a baseball movie that I was not allowed to watch as a kid because it was considered like inappropriate. And I thought this, and it is a little bad news bearsy, but I thought it would be even more bad news bearsy than it was. Um, but yes, I thought it was. A, I thought it was really funny. Maybe we should watch the two thousands Bad News Bears with what's his name. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I've seen Bob. either. Honestly, Billy Bob. I don't think I've seen oh, either. Oh really? No. I think I've seen both. I, they have an Everything Is All Right Motion City soundtrack song at the. Uh, oh, the Billy that's Bob. That's what Board you were doing. You were just fun. seeing where that song was used in every fucking movie <laughs> in two thousand five. No, I think I saw the team. I think I saw that movie twice in theaters. I think I was really. Into oh, that that's movie cute. Um, one yeah, one so. thing that we did forget is uh, when the manager pisses on Dorn's contract. On Dude, the field. Yes. <laughs> Such a weird moment. I meant to write that one down too. Yeah. He's like, it actually says in my contract that I don't need to do any extracurricular physical activity if I don't want to. And then he goes, Oh, great Sam Elliott voice. That's yeah. like Sam Elliott voice, voice for sure. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, really? And then he takes the contract, drops it on the ground, pisses for an shockingly short amount of time. First off, can pee immediately. No, no like performance anxiety from this guy. He just like rips the contract immediately like a strong stream. It lasts like, two or three seconds. Bad and prostate. Then he's, like walks away. Bad prostate. Yeah. <laughs> that can be what it is. Yeah. Um, which was an insane thing. There are just a bunch of really insane stuff that happens in this movie that you just kind of like, it makes sense in the world. That's, that is like a late eighties uh, sports movie. Overall, you know what grade I give it? I give it an A. You give it an A. I give it an well, A. Well, Brandon, we got to do out of, um, out of ah, what's a, a zero to five or zero to 10 rating. And we have to do something baseball related. Um, okay. What do you think? Okay. Um, help me here. Okay. I give help it, uh, well, it should be zero to nine maybe because nine being nine positions, right? That makes sense. Or we could do zero to 10 as a uh, cycle. You know how you hit for the cycle, you get 10 total bases. Oh, okay. We can do that. Zero to ten bases for sure. the cycle. Yeah, we can also yeah, just yeah. come up with another one next time we do it. Um, all right. How many do you? How many? How many hits to a cycle do you give this movie? You know, I get. I give this eight. Eight bases. Eight bases. That's more like I, a B. Are you? Are you rating this on the context of the movie, or like the context that the movie was made in, like the time period, the fact mm. that it's a sports movie? Or are you rating it as just like this is my movie? Because I gave it a three out of five stars on Letterboxd and said I enjoyed it. But but if what, I was grading you, it, on see this, that's worse. Three out of five is worse than eight out of ten, right? It is worse. Yeah, it is definitely worse. But I'm, it, that's a six out of ten is what the. Also, well, what, I think the five star scale is a little different. Um, but if, if I was rating this for what it was trying to achieve, which is a fun, funny, slightly a slight romance subplot sports movie, then it's then it's great. It hits all checks all the yeah, boxes. It made saying. me laugh. I was really surprised by how funny Wesley Snipes was as a physical comedian. Like there's this, there's a montage scene where they're showing how bad they are at baseball and the, all the outfielders run together and, 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 and hit each other when they're all going for the same fly ball. And Wesley Snipes does this very funny, like over-exaggerated he sprawls out. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. He does like, a good little just, dance when he makes the team. Yeah. He does like a classic little, like a, when he's in the box getting ready for the pitch, he's like dancing around. Um, I thought he was really great. Tom Bergeron, Pretty underrated performance. I was Dude, pretty great job. How, Honestly, like, he, he looks like an old baseball player. You know who? He's either Jonathan Lucroy or Jeff Mathis. Lucroy. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, yeah. Okay. I like that comp. Those are those are two really good comps. Um, he was really good. Charlie Sheen. It was kind of shocking. His platoon definitely came out before this, right? I think platoon so, yeah. It was, it was probably like um, 87, right? 
Yeah, that sounds right. And he was so good in Platoon. I rewatched or watched for the first time Platoon over COVID um, and was just like pretty impressed by his performance as a whole. And like, I guess he's not given a whole lot. He's essentially playing this character from Ferris Bueller's Day Off just as a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because I watched Ferris Bueller's recently. Yeah, He's a fantastic in that, too. Um, that is, I think, one of my favorite movies of all time. Is oh, me too, time. dude. I think it's like Easy. top five favorite movies of all I time. I watch it all the time. Just, and that's also why Succession... Why I like uh, Alan Cameron. Rock in it. Cameron's in it, man. Love it. He's a conhead. A Connor, not Cameron. Oh, Cameron is the character. Cameron. Born, but Connor, Connor yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Conheads. Are you a conhead? Oh, Brandon? I'm a huge conhead. <laughs> I love conheads. Um, yeah. That movie, though, is like, I, I can rewatch that every year. And I always just, the first 20 minutes, I just remember seeing that as a kid and being like, this is the coolest guy I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've never seen anybody break the fourth wall in a movie. And so when he starts talking to the camera, I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this guy's an auteur, this John Hoogies. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this John Hughes guy? I, John Hoogies. Um, Hoogies. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really enjoy, I really enjoy Ferris Bueller's Well, job. when we um, run out of baseball movies to watch when uh, the lockout's still happening, there's a strike in July, <laughs> then we'll watch Ferris Bueller. <laughs> also, uh, there is a baseball scene in Ferris Bueller, so we could probably make it work. Oh, they go yeah. to the Cubs game. Let's just yeah. do that and just focus on Let's, that scene in particular for an hour. We'll do an hour-long breakdown of, like, yeah, the one scene in the, at the Cubs game where they're trying to avoid being swing seen Swing, batter, so wing. So wing, batter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just a great movie. It makes me feel good all the time. I had a huge crush on Sloan when I was a kid, too. That was Who didn't? Uh, contributing factor. Who didn't? Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so that was the movie. I'll give it... I'm going to rate it in the context of all of the sports movies that we're going to watch as the baseball season uh, is put off for an entire 18 months. I uh, I am going to rate this. I'll follow you. An 8 out of 10. I think it did what it wanted to do. It was funny. Um, it told a predictable but enjoyable plot. Um, good performances. I mean, they didn't do any like at, like filmmaking risks, but I did think that the like the tracking shot um, in the library was fun. I thought that's like, they, they did have a couple moments of like decent filmmaking. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was a, I think it was a fun movie. It accomplished what it set out to do. And for that, I give it eight out of 10. And how did they get those people in the stadium? We will never know. I should do some research. Um, but Brandon, we covered the full hour talking about this movie. We almost talked about this movie for the entire length of the actual movie because it's a short movie. Well, buckle up because this is going to be our lives for a bit. Yeah, I think we're going to be doing a lot of this. Did you want to? Is there another movie you want to watch next week? Do you want to do a different game? How are you feeling? You know, let's surprise. We'll text. We'll we'll surprise the squad. It's going to be Ferris Bueller, though. It's going to be Ferris Bueller. We also should have absolutely tweeted that we were going to be watching this movie before releasing the episode, just so any of our anybody who listens to the pod could have watched it and then listened to it with us. But you know, Brandon, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. You know, they're gonna they're gonna remember the movie when they listen to us. Yes, we'll remember our, our, our funny observations and our. One time, did I ever tell you about this? Uh, one of the weirder comedy shows that I ever did when I was uh, when I was still doing comedy regularly. I, I think did. So. Um, it was very mystery science theater, mm-hmm. and we watched an old, awful, awful action movie, and then wrote jokes about it, and uh, did a live performance at a movie theater in Tallahassee, where like a probably twenty or thirty people came. We had microphones sitting off to the side. They projected the movie, and we told the pre-written jokes about the movie while it was on. Isn't that an insane? Oh, thing that's cute. I like that. That's fun. I, I it was. Please, they continue. have a show like that at a uh, UCB, or they had it at UCB, where they would watch something and they would just do jokes Bits. as watching yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. It's an exhausting thing because you have to watch a very bad movie multiple times and write about it. 
Um, and so from that perspective, it was bad, but it was fun. I think it was a successful show. Also, there's no worse feeling than bombing a joke in the middle of a bad movie. <laughs> like if you tell a pre-written joke and it just got just crickets, that's and there are there are like a, you tell a thousand. Jo- I think we had over a hundred jokes for the bad movie, so it was like bam, bam, bam. But if you say one and it falls on to deaf ears, it's you know not it fun. sounded not fun, fun. And as you explain it more, I it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's, it's it's work. It was honestly the most work for a show, a uh, stand up show. I think I had ever done because you just have to. Yeah, we watched that movie probably five times. I went over to. Do you know? I'm should I use real names on the pod? Yeah, just, of Tallahassee comedians. Raymond Jarvis. Do you remember Raymond Jarvis? Uh, yeah, I kind of do. He was like, oh, like a very slow delivery, full beard and glasses. Yeah. Hated yeah. Emica. Do you remember Emica? You don't know. This might have been after your time. Oh, wait. I do remember. Yes. I remember these people. She was yeah. like kind of a shock comedian. Yeah. She said some pretty outlandish shit. Yes. Um, yeah. There was. Yeah. So there, it was that guy. That guy put on the show and he asked me to do the first one and it was and it was fun. So look at you. The inaugural, uh, the inaugural <laughs> movie joke boy. I'm a movie joke boy, Brandon. Anyways, <laughs> before we get out of here, um, no few, uh, no 60-second stories, no DeGroms of the Week, no Feast or Famine, but Brandon, the one thing that we are doing is our Feature Future fans. Brandon, it's official. We teased it last week. We are officially with the Sports Drink Podcast Network. We're very excited to be a part of this. Um, big shout-out to Dylan Short, who hooked us up with The Connection, recommended us to the network. They seem to enjoy what we were doing. Um, Dylan has a podcast, The Platinum Sombrero, that is on the network as well. There's a couple Braves podcasts. There's a bunch of college football podcasts. There's a bunch of team-specific things that kind of are the way that we have established a niche. There are a bunch of other niche podcasts on the network, Um, which also means, Brandon, this is the last ad-free episode that we will ever be doing on the NLP That's right. So uh, get your thumbs ready. You're going to be hitting that 15, 15, 15, (laughs) or you're going to be listening to our Roman ads. Roman, dick don't work. Get a Roman. Um, <laughs> that's not real. It's not a real endorsement. Uh, but yeah, no, so we do have some feature feature fans, one of which is also a new podcast to the Sports Strength Network, a podcast oh, that yeah. you would like. Hoopstradamus PC is the, is the handle for on it's Twitter, but Hoopstradamus. Uh, and I name. think they do Jeopardy style basketball. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I haven't listened we'll yet. I just found out about them out. today. We have to check it out. You should as well if you're a basketball fan. Um, in addition, um, got some other NLE squad uh, uh, Twitter accounts at Tomas Nito fan. Tomas Nito. Uh, oh, I've I've seen them. I don't think they're British, but uh, they're Tomas Nito fans, Mets fans. Uh, we like you. I hope you like us as well as the Relief Room. They're into some uh, baseball trading cards, so uh, so you would oh, like oh, that, yeah. Sam. And also, they are passionate about the Phillies bullpen, and they're talking about every everything Phillies bullpen. So uh, yeah, God, we thought we were niche. We thought we yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. like, I'm gonna dig it one step further. That's so awesome. Also, what a brutal t- 2020 must have been brutal for them, and <laughs> was, and 2021 and 2019 yeah. as well. Hey, we'll see. Yeah, maybe there's some improvement this year. All right, Brandon. Well, this was a fun show. I'm looking forward to seeing what we do next week. Hopefully, I can plan better so I'm not watching the movie hour before we we go to record. Um, but yeah, Brandon, I guess that's it for the show. Anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.